We're going to make our confession and our declaration of faith. It is so important, something we don't just take lightly and take for granted. We make this confession because we believe what the words are. Repeat this after me. Say, Father in heaven, I thank you for this word. It is your personal love letter to me, and I receive it. It is the absolute truth, and I believe it. It's the answer to my questions and the answer to the world's issues. Lord, today, my ears are ready to hear your word. My heart is ready to receive your word. And I, by faith, am ready to be a doer of the word. In Jesus' name, if you believe that, shout amen. amen. Have a seat. Open your Bibles up to the book of John. John is the fourth gospel recorded in the New Testament of our scripture. John, the gospel of John, is the gospel according to John, the apostle or the disciple, the beloved disciple of Jesus, not John the Baptist. He was beheaded during the life of Jesus. So it is the gospel according to John the apostle. John 4, please, and put your finger there and look up at me. John 4. John chapter 4, please. I know these things. I know these. I can see. I can tell. John chapter 4, please put your finger there and look up at me. What do I have right here? Let's start with the basics. What do you see? Two glasses, right? What's, what, what do you see with these glasses? Okay, this is basic, right? One's full and one's empty, right? Here's the hard question. Which one are you? Which one are you this morning? We're at the end of the summer. Which one are you? Of these two glasses here, it's pretty obvious. One is full, one is empty. That's the easy part. The hard part is, which glass are you? Are you the full glass or are you the empty glass? Why? How? How are you the full glass? I just, I knew somebody was going to have to throw themselves out there. It's kind of getting you going. To, you don't just, just think about it. You don't have to. I don't want to press you for answers. But you, how many would say right now that you're the full glass? Raise your hands up. How many of you are unsure if you're somewhere in between the two? <laughs> so somebody right here? A little bit right there? And uh, who in this room right now would say, you know what? Mr. Kurt, I'm the empty glass. Let me tell you something about these two glasses. One is full and the other one is empty. Both of them have the potential for water, don't they? Did you agree? But yet only one is full. Both have the potential, but only one is full. The sad part about our relationship with God sometimes is that in, in our walk with God, we at some point or another represent one of those two glasses. Here's the truth. School is back in session. Everything that you know, everything that you believe, everything that you have held true to is about to be challenged. Everything that you are, I don't care if you're going to homeschool, I don't care if you're going to private school, I don't care where you're going. Everything that you have believed, everything that you have held true, everything that you have worked on this summer is about to be challenged and put to the test. Because your adversary, the devil, is walking around out there, roaring like a, like a lion, seeking whom he may devour. And God is calling on us this morning and asking us, listen, 
Are you the full glass or are you the empty glass? Are you full? Are you filled up with my spirit? That's what he's asking this morning. Because I'm telling you the truth, that just as you cannot go from Rhode Island to Florida on a quarter of a tank of gas, you cannot start and last the entire school year if you only have a quarter tank on the inside of you. Do you understand what I'm saying? I don't care if you go to public school. I don't care if you go to private school. God is telling you this morning that you will not last if your tank is not filled up. You've got to have your tank full. You've got to be ready for what God has for you. You've got to be ready to be used because the truth is, this is the truth. If your friend comes over to you and you are the full glass, your friend can ask of you a drink. May I have a drink? And you can give your friend a drink. But if your friend comes up to you and you are the empty glass and your friend asks you a drink, you can't give your friend a drink until you go get filled up. But you got to get filled up first. And that's what God is trying to drive home to us this morning as we begin a brand new school year. The time is here for us to get filled up. Nobody should begin this school year an empty glass. We all need to be full because we need to be ready for what God has for us. John chapter 4, verse 5, please. So he, who is Jesus, came to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied from his journey, sat thus by the well. It was about the sixth hour. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it was who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Everyone say living water. water. Keep reading. Verse 11. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where then do you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself as well as his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. Say, never thirst. Never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up to everlasting life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water that I may not thirst nor come here to draw. You are at such an, a, a pivotal point in your life right now. Listen, we are living at a time, I've told you before, where it seems as though that truth has fallen in the streets. And because of that, people are not adhering to what God says is true. But the Bible says, and it's what's happening, that they're heaping up for themselves teachers that want that, because they have itching ears. They want, to, they want people to teach what they want to teach. But we know the truth. We cannot forget that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he came and he lived and he died for us. Not only did he die for us, but he defeated hell and the grave. And he rose triumphantly from the grave. And Jesus said, because he rose from the grave, he now can give you all the power, all the power. And Mark chapter 16, Jesus turned to his disciples and he says, all the power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Now you go. Now you go. As Christians, we have been bought. We have been paid for. Your sin cannot hold you down. If you get filled up, you need to be filled up. Again, I don't care if you're going to private school. I don't care if you're going to public school. You cannot start this school year and last the entire school year on a quarter tank of gas. How many of you took a road trip this summer? Anyone take a road trip? 
Now, I was thinking about this. Imagine if I took a road trip. I got all my family all set. I got the supplies. We got the cooler. We got the food. We got the money, right? We pull out of my driveway. I got a quarter tank of gas, and I'm just going to be like, all right, let's go to Florida. What's going to happen? Where are we going to get? Probably into Connecticut. Connecticut. Do you ever realize Connecticut is like the longest state? It takes forever to drive through Connecticut. If you drive, it's just like, well, are we out of Connecticut yet? No. Two hours later, are we out of Connecticut yet? No. It's a very long state to drive through. So we probably get stuck in Connecticut somewhere. Well, listen, listen. If you're not filled up, if your tank isn't full, if your tank isn't full and you're not walking with God daily and getting filled up from Him, do you know something? You're going to burn out. You're going to fizzle out. October's going to come and you're going to be weary. You're going to be burned out. You're going to be tired. November's going to come. It's like making it only into Connecticut and then stalling out. Are you filled up this morning? Do you have what you need? Don't, don't enter another school year not being filled up with the one who gives living water. Jesus said to the woman at the well, if you would have known the gift of God, then you would have known who it was who was talking to you. And not only that, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Everything that we need, Jesus is the living water. And his Holy Spirit is the way that we get filled up. Now listen, it's one thing to come to church on Sunday. It's another thing to come to church on Wednesday. Now you're doing real well. You're a a two-week kind of person. But what about Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Where is God in your life on those days? What are you doing on those days? When you're on the basketball court playing with your friends, when you're on the streets going home from from school or from work, when you're at home and nobody's looking and you're all alone in your room, where is God at that point? Is he in your life? Are you spending time getting filled up or are you filling your mind and filling your heart with everything else? The truth is we're not going to last time is short. We've got to be filled up. Jesus said that when you have the living water on the inside, you will never thirst. You will never thirst. Now that doesn't mean you're never going to thirst again, but what it means is that when you're thirsty, you know where to go. You go back to the well to get filled up. Jesus is the well and the Holy Spirit is the living water. Jesus is the well to where we go to get filled up and His Spirit is what fills us up. It's what we need to thrive. It's what we need to survive. Now you're here this morning and some of you said, yeah, I'm full. Some of you said, I got a quarter tank. Maybe you got a half a tank. Maybe you're completely empty. You need to know the signs of when you're running low on gas. How do you tell in your car? I know you may not be driving yet, but for those of you who drive or maybe sit in the front seat, how does your parent, how do your parents know when the car's running low? Do they just wait till it starts bumbling and stalling out? Oh, got to get gas. Do they wait? It's called a fuel gauge, right? Everyone knows what a fuel gauge is. There's two letters on the fuel gauge. What are they? Yep, F and E. F is full, E is empty. Do you know that you have a gauge? Did you know that you have a gauge? You have two gauges. You have the gauge of your heart. Your heart knows when something's going wrong. Your heart knows when you're weak. Your heart knows when you're empty. You know what I'm talking about? You ever just have a day where you wake up and you sort of feel like you're not saved, you're kind of depressed, you, you, no one likes you? Do you ever have those type of days where it's like, what am I doing here on earth? Why am I even here? Anyone have those type of days? I have those type of days. Yesterday and Friday, that was the type of day I had, right? I was, I was, really, I was really in a funk the past two days. And you know why? 
I'm getting older now. I'm starting to realize the reason I was in a funk wasn't because something was going wrong in my life because everything is going right. The reason I was in a funk was because I wasn't going back to the well where the living water is and taking a drink of the living water so that I can get filled up. Listen, your, your prayer time, your alone time with God is where you go to the well to get filled up. You go to that well and you take a drink of the living water so that you don't thirst. You need to have that alone time with God. You will not survive, not let alone thrive. You will not survive in this time if you don't get filled up from the living water. And now the best thing about it is what Jesus said. He said, when the living water is in you, it will become like a fountain of water springing forth to everlasting life. Do you know the amazing thing about being a vessel? Let me share something with you here. We could consider these vessels. We call them glasses. Vessels may be some big basins that we don't use anymore, like a barrel or something like that, you know. But we could consider these vessels. The wonderful thing about being a vessel is that, you know, if I want to drink, I'm probably going to fill it up there. But Jesus says that when you get filled up with the living water, you get filled so much so you become like a fountain of water springing forth to everlasting life. Do you know what that means? That means when you get filled, Jesus wants to not only fill you so that you're full, but he wants to fill you so much so that you're overflowing, so that the water is pouring out, so that you can't help but touch others around you. This school year, you don't need to teach your friends the six steps to evangelism. You know what you need? You need to get alone with God. And as you get alone with God and God fills you up, you can't help but bubble over. You won't be able to help but bubble over on your friends. And they'll just notice, man, there's something about you. There's just something different about you. You have life. You have joy. You have peace. You have patience. You have kindness. You have goodness. You have faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You don't need to study the six steps to evangelism. You, you, that's all great. But you know what you need? We've got to get filled up. We've got to get filled up. Why would we bring somebody into church and show them Jesus and we're not even filled? Then we become hypocrites. We've got to be filled up. We've got to have the living water on the inside. And once we have it, we're going to bubble over. We're going to become like a fountain of water springing forth to everlasting life. I'm telling you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Go to the book of Galatians with me. Galatians chapter 5, please. I told you that you have two gauges. You have your gauge, the gauge of your heart to tell if you're running low. There's also another gauge. It's called your fruit gauge. Everyone say your fruit gauge. Not the fruit you eat, but the fruit that you bear. Jesus said, you are my disciples. Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. Abide in me and you will bear much fruit. So in your life, you should be bearing fruit. Now go to Galatians chapter 5, verse 20. Uh, verse 21, no, verse 22. Are you there? Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. Uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, Corinthians, Galatians, okay? First and second Corinthians and Galatians. Galatians 5, verse 22. Look up at me real quick before we read. I told you a moment ago that you have two gauges. You have the gauge of your heart. As you develop your spirit, you will begin to know when you're running low. You will begin to look at that gauge and say, you know what? I need some alone time with God. I can't tell you how many times I come into work. I work at the church. And even when you work at a church, it doesn't mean that everything's easy. In fact, if you talk to people, sometimes it's even harder because you think you're okay working at a church. But I come to work at the church and I think I'm okay. And all of a sudden, I just, I don't feel right. My, I'm just uneasy. I'm unsettled. And I've learned it's not because something's wrong. The only thing that's wrong is I need to get filled up. If I'm not filled up, I have an empty cup. And what I'm trying to do is pour water out of an empty cup. And there's no water coming out. Why? Because I'm dry. I can't give what I don't have. I've got to be filled up first so then I can give. Does that make sense? 
So the same thing is true with you. You begin to know your spirit. Now you have another gauge. The Bible says, Jesus himself said that I am the vine, you are the branches. As you abide in me, you will bear much fruit. Fruit grows on the branches. You are bearing fruit in your life. And the truth is, this is the gauge we're going to look at right now. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, or long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Let's read it again. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. The fruit of the Spirit is joy. The fruit of the Spirit is peace. The fruit of the Spirit is long-suffering. The fruit of the Spirit is kindness. The fruit of the Spirit is goodness. The fruit of the Spirit is faithfulness. The fruit of the Spirit is gentleness. The fruit of the Spirit is self-control. So if my spirit is not developed enough to know where my gauge is, if I just don't know, if I, I need some reassurance, am I really that empty? Here's what you do. You take a look at your fruit. Do you have love? Are you filled with love? Let me give you an example. Yesterday, I was, I was probably the crankiest person to be around. How can I preach and teach this to you? Because I know what it's like. Because I'm human. And I'm wearing human flesh just like you. You don't think I have a bad day? Miss Jennifer, do I have a bad day? I have a bad day. Do I have many bad days? I have many bad days. I'm human just like you. The reason that I can share this with you is because I know what it's like to go through that. That's why Jesus was able to teach us. The Bible says that Jesus was a high priest who knew what it was like to deal with what we deal with. And I know what it's like. Yesterday I had to do a cold hard check on my heart. Do you have love? Do you have peace? Do you have patience? Do you have kindness? Do you have goodness? Are you being faithful? Do you have gentleness? Are you exercising self-control? So... Maybe you look at those and you say, I'm doing one, I'm doing two. I can feel that there's one or two or three or four. Maybe you have all of them, all the fruit of the Spirit. But if you can't check your heart gauge, look at the fruit gauge. What kind of fruit are you bearing? I don't mean you just had a bad day, all right? I had a bad day yesterday. I don't mean you just had a bad day. I mean over the course of weeks and months. Are you depressed or do you have love? Are you unsettled or do you have peace? Are you always anxious with people and aggravated with people? Or are you long-suffering and you have patience? Are you kind with people? Are you kind with mom and dad and your family members? Do you have gentleness and goodness? Are you exercising self-control? Those are all the fruit checks. Those are your fruit gauge. You can look at your fruit gauge. And if your fruit gauge is running low, even if you're missing one, even if you don't have peace, you know what you need? You need to go back to the well of living water and you need to get filled up. And that's what this morning is all about. God wants you to come to the well this morning. He wants you to come. He wants you to come and get filled up. He doesn't want you to worry about anybody else. I'll tell you what, when you read John chapter 4 and you read the rest of that story, it's beautiful because Jesus transforms this woman's heart and because of that, she runs back to the city that she's from and she tells everyone about Jesus. She didn't have to study the six steps to evangelism. She just met the creator of the universe. She had an encounter with him. She drank of the living water. She was filled up and it just came bubbling out of her. God is telling you this morning, come, come to the fountain of living water. Come to the well of life. Come and drink of me. Don't begin this school year being empty. Don't begin this school year with a quarter of a tank. Come and be filled up. Come and be filled up this morning. Come and be filled. I'm going to ask the band to come on up. I want you to put your Bibles down, stand to your feet. Come this morning. Come and be filled. Come and be filled this morning. Come and be filled this morning. Come and be filled. Just lift your hands, close your eyes. We're going to begin to worship the Most High God. Come, come and be filled.